0: Welcome to Horror School with Harper. Today, well, first, hi guys. (laughs) This is my very first show on Spreaker, on cock radio in general. I've never done this before. I will tell you though, I used to volunteer with the local community radio station. So I have been an on-air personality in the past. So, I'll probably say so a whole bunch. I apologize. Whore school was born from my frustration with sex education. And it's a frustration that I've had for a long time. I've been very annoyed by the idea of grown-ass adults who don't know anything at all about sex the number of times i've had to take one of my adult friends and i have friends of of all sorts of ages and i've had to take them aside and explain to them about sex and it's annoying so that's the motivation for horse school if you're joining me live hi guys head over to communitykink.com jump into the the chat room. I'm here. Here. Hi. (laughs) And let's see, we've got Castaway, stupid little sissy faggot, and WD. Hi guys. Can you hear me? I hope you can. If you can't, something's gone horribly awry. No? Yes? (laughs) Thanks Castaway. What I'd like to talk about today is the dichotomy between this moral idea. Oh, good, you can hear me. Yay! Right, the the dichotomy between the the idea of... And and it's especially pointed for women, or for feminine men, and with the passing of Prince this week... We need more feminine men, guys. Y'all gotta embrace the softer side, because if you think Prince didn't get laid on a regular basis, you out your mind. There's this concept that any person who embraces their sexuality and is clear and open about exactly what turns them on is somehow a whore and a slut, and that those are bad things to be. Castaway asked me, uh, have I heard of John Oliver's deep dive into sex education? No, I haven't. But now I'm gonna have to look into it. Or have I seen? Mm Mm-mm. My annoyance with sex education is, is sparked solely by the fact that it annoys me. Every time I have another friend who comes to me and says, well, what does this mean? Oh, seriously, good goddamn. (laughs) The most recent spark of irritation was because I had to explain, okay, so this is a little bit x-rated, I apologize. I had to explain to a grown male that when women go to the potty, we don't pee out of our vaginas. I had to explain that to a grown man who has had sex before. Castaway, you're not just a link slut, baby. (laughs) I'm not not that there's anything wrong with that. I like that you're a slut. (laughs) That's right. SLSF can I shorten it to that? Stupid little sissy. Darling, you're not stupid, you're gorgeous. It hurts my heart to have to say that you're stupid like that. You're not. You're beautiful. Stupid little sissy faggot said it's bad to be a whore and a slut, but in a good way. Yes, I want it to be good to be a whore. Good to be a slut. If that's who and what you are, girlfriend, embrace it. Run with it. (laughs) Right, so I got irritated having to explain female anatomy one more time. Oh thank you w d Where is that wood woody <laughs> are you hard um I had to explain female anatomy to a grown man who has had sex with women, adult women with the lights on, and he didn't know d- oh, it gives me a headache just remembering that conversation <laughs> oh w d forty Oh, I like that. Is it because you make sticky things move? <laughs> We're just going to pretend like you can't hear what's going on behind me. Oh, okay. It's because of your sense of humor. Do you have a juvenile sense of humor, little faggot? I bet you do. That's okay. So do I. <laughs> Hi, Gonzo. I am all for people learning to be much, much better sluts castaway. My goal is eventually to go over all the aspects of being a slut. Hi, Jimmy. A good slut. You're going to wind up ethical, able to negotiate, able to talk about sex without blushing and having your head explode, and you're going to be very, very good at being a sweet little whore. C S C D S F C D S C S C D S F. I can say that fast. Ooh, I see that link. I'm going to save it for later. Open in new tab. Now. Don't start playing. Thank you, Castaway. That's going to be awesome. You know, anything about sex education or talking about how to talk about sex ed is so right up my alley. Like, that's a thing that I'm here for. In fact, I came up with the outline for horse school. Hi, Nacho Joe. I came up with the outline for horse school by looking up sex ed on the internet. And the very first thing that showed up was a syllabus for a sex ed class at a religious private institution of higher learning. So a college, there was one of those private ones that was very religious. And so I found their syllabus and I adapted it by taking out some of the more annoying um, abstinence based, because abstinence, abstinence, who's going to do abstinence? Me? Are you kidding? Hell no. (laughs) And inserting a whole lot more sex. That's right, babies. <laughs> so, I basically took a very conservative abstinence based sex education program and I sexed it up hardcore. So, I wrote a blog post on fetishphonesexblog.com about the horse slut versus the innocent virgin, which is kind of the distillation of a lady on the streets and a whore in the sheets. Which even when I was a kid, I thought that was stupid. Why would I be a lady on the streets and a whore in the sheets? Why can't I just be one thing all the time? Dude, don't talk about Miss Brighton and her pudding. The chat room is heating up, by the way, people. Don't talk about Brighton and her pudding. You know that's how you wind up with cake. In places. WD. I just. <sighs> Sex ed is easy. There's a male part and a female part. One goes in the other, and a stork delivers a baby, Nuff said. That, it's not from a stork, sweetie poo. It's not a stork. It's a flamingo. At least I came from a flamingo. That's why I'm so fabulous. (laughs) Ew, nacho cake. Well, it's nacho cake. It's my cake. Oh, the innocent virgin. (laughs) Oh, well, see, they may practice abstinence, but it's not abstinence only. That is edging and hand-humping and masturbation, plus a little bit of abstinence. <laughs> so, story time. A friend of mine is younger than me. Um, she's in grad school, and she met a boy, and she really, really likes him. And she's being a very good slut and waiting for her STD test to come back and his before they do anything. But in the meanwhile, they're still doing some stuff. So the first night she was with him, she was like, okay, we're not going to have sex. That's not going to happen. And he, of course, was very sad about this. She was like, But that's okay. I'll touch you. He unwisely did not have any lube. (laughs) So she managed to rub his dick raw. (laughs) So then she was asking me, she was like, okay, how can I, what can I do? How can I kick this up a notch? What can I do here? So I gave her some advice. (laughs) And This segment does need a sponsor. I think the sponsor for this segment would be me. I'm sponsoring Storytime. So I gave her advice. I told her, okay, so you cup your hand, right? So that his balls are in the palm of your hand, kind of cupped. His dick lays along the length of your forearm. He's very large, by the way. It's kind of fantastic. And your fingertips are cupping back behind his balls up into the taint and what you do is slow gentle pressure and rub circles on that taint region because basically it's a prostate massage from the outside an external prostate massage I know I'm terrible aren't I awful I'm completely innocent. I don't know what you're talking about. So she did that, and apparently he did not want to come from that, so he kept stopping himself 13 times. (laughs) So one of the topics that we're going to be discussing is your taint and how much fun it is, your prostate, how to get to it, externally as well as internally and why you should trust me you should you should get really familiar with your taint because if you're gonna be a slut if you're gonna be the sweet whore you need to you need to find out all about exactly what your taint and asshole can do for you that's right joe he was a good boy he waited <laughs> yeah. So thus ends story time. In which I talked a friend into doing something terrible to her boyfriend. Ha 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 ha. He gave himself blue balls. So, if we look back in history to the time of. The Puritans, which we're going to go from extremely salty to very dry. Puritans. They were very, very obsessed with this idea that sex and lust are impure and sinful and are terrible. They influenced an awful lot of our in- collective... Thought around what is okay to do sexually (laughs) Pass the jelly, it's for your toast (laughs) Ew, castaway Yes, it does still go on in the Bible Belt today Um, And it's directly rooted in Sex is dirty and sex is wrong and you shouldn't have it, blah 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 I'm sure you can all tell exactly what my opinion of that is. Sex is fantastic. You should have a lot. So this concept, right, the whore versus the virgin, and that there is no real in-between. You're either a dirty, filthy, slutty whore or a completely innocent virgin. And that the very second you have sex, you are no longer the innocent virgin, and now you're just a dirty little whore. Forever. Leaving aside concepts like re-virgining. Which, yeah, I was raised in a version of a church that had re-virgining in it. I still don't understand how that works. Word. Word, WD, word. I'm with you, man. Because it's not like they weren't having sex. They were having sex, otherwise they would not have had children. They were having sex, they were having lots of it. They were having all sorts of interesting kinky sex, because I guarantee there is nothing new under the sun. Everything that we're doing nowadays, oh, they did it then. And I can prove it. Don't test me. I will go find links. Re- Jimmy asked, is reverging like conversion therapy? No. Conversion therapy is where they make you watch porn and then shock your nuts to make you aversive to the porn that you were watching. Which, haha, they're going to electrocute your dick while making you watch porn. How much fun is that? reverging is more like... um. You pray, and then God anoints you, and kapoof! Now you're a virgin again. It's kind of like magic for Christians. Does that make sense? It didn't make sense to me, so it's hard to explain. I don't get it, man. (laughs) Calm your tits, Joe. (laughs) That's right, WD. He says, back in the day, if they accused a woman of being a witch, which often, those were women who were sexually liberated, they'd throw her into a lake, and if she drowned, she wasn't a witch. Oops. And if she lived, they'd burn her at the stake. Which means, basically, if you could swim, you were fucked. That's terrible. (laughs) There's also that practice of, so the one guy who got pressed to death... They would pile rocks on top of him, trying to get him to confess his sin. He refused, so they just kept on piling on rocks. Because that's... godly? Heh. <laughs> you guys, you're making me lose track of where I was. Yes. Yes, WD. Screwed either way you looked. But that's that was the witch trials... Which was more about social dynamics of bored preteens. Their witch diagnostics were just terrible all over the place, Jimmy. They were just awful. To be accused was to be guilty. And for a lot of times, if they also accused you of, of having licentious thoughts and being lustful, well, you were also guilty of that. Because how the hell do you prove that you weren't? It's like trying to prove a negative. Dude, being fucked either way is just fun. (laughs) Spit roasting. Mm. Right. Um, Yes, that is a topic, Castaway. Spit roasting, fucked either way. Mm -hmm. How to take more than one dick at a time. It's all good stuff. It's all going to get covered. We're talking about morals. Sex morals. The ethics of fucking. Once you move away from the Puritan stuff, which really isn't that hard to do, if you look at it and really think about it, there is nothing about sex that can automatically make a person dirty. Okay, no, wait, let me rephrase. There's nothing about sex that can automatically make a person impure. You can get dirty. That's what enemas are for. We're not talking about that. You can get dirty, and sometimes dirty is fun. But it doesn't make you bad. Yes, WD. Nail, head, you have hit. If I have sex, it's good. If you have sex, you are a slut. That's the essence of it. (laughs) So once we reject the entire concept that people who have sex are automatically dirty, just wad it up, throw it over your shoulder, because that's crap. It leaves us with, okay, so what are the moral guidelines for having sex, what is the most morally and ethically correct way for us to, as hopefully good people, having lots and lots of very dirty, filthy, fun sex? How do we know that we're not being unethical about it? Oh, procreation. Eh. Eh. I'm going to argue against procreation. Procreation is just one of the reasons people have sex. It's a very common reason for people to have sex, but it's only one of them. And I'm not even going to use humans to argue that point. Instead, I'm going to look at some of our closest evolutionarily related neighbors on the family tree. Chimpanzees. Chimpanzees have lots of sex. They have gay sex. They have threesomes they have orgies they masturbate they mutually masturbate they touch one another they they have oral sex they do all sorts of stuff they are horny little fuckers literally and you know why to cement social bonds they have sex both to procreate and apparently when they're bored so for recreation And they have sex to cement social bonds. So, to build intimacy, to secure relationships between one another. You better brace yourself, Castaway. I'm about to recalibrate the shit out of you. And Jimmy, if it's against the law, it must be evil. We must not look at our legal system for our morals and ethics. There are an awful lot of things that once upon a time were completely legal that today we would look at and say that is unethical. Yeah, WD, they they do kill each other, but they don't do it for fun. They have a reason. So, (sighs) sex in our closest related evolutionary neighbors is for procreation, recreation, and social bonds, which it's like that in chimpanzees. When you look at bonobos, oh my god, bonobos are even more sexed up than chimpanzees are. Bonobos? Holy moly, check into it sometime. Bonobo monkeys, which are even further away from us on the evolutionary tree, fuck constantly. And I mean it they pretty much constantly have a hand on their genitalia or each other's genitalia or groups of genitalia. They have they have goddamn orgies for no reason. Lots and lots of gay sex as well. Both lesbian sex and hum- male homosexual sex, they are humpy little <laughs> monsters constantly. Crazy. So... Primates essentially. Um, Wd asks, "Is it consensual or forced?" Um, consensual. They don't. They they do have some coercion going on. It's oftentimes when they're like two troops meeting or bonding or negotiating over um, who who gets what territory, um, or when any given group or troop or family grouping has become a little inbred, they will sometimes do raiding parties and go get unrelated females and then bring them back. It's far more common and gross for them to run out and kidnap unrelated female infants and raise them to be mates for for fresh genetic material. I'm not saying that we should do what the monkeys do or the chimpanzees because remember HIV arose first in chimpanzee populations and s- jumped um across species to to the human populations. So nothing says we should necessarily do <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you, Stu. Yeah, n- nothing says that we should necessarily model ourselves after what our closest primate relatives do. But we can also still look at what our closest primate relatives do and take it as as proof that sometimes the ways that we are arranging our morals and ethics are against our natural inclination. The, I don't know what cannibal may have done. That's between cannibal and the chimp. But craziness. Uh, it's far more likely that it wasn't a chimpanzee being the fuck-er, but rather the fuck e, Which we're not even stepping into that mess of who went where when blah. Nope. Nope. That's gross. <laughs> so, I just shot down procreation as for why we have sex. Hardcore scientifically. You're welcome. Next time when somebody pulls that one up, use the chimpanzees as your as your excuse. Primates use sex for procreation. Uh, uh Castaway asked if horse school is going to have homework. Um, the homework was on my blog. Did you miss it? Ooh, I'm telling. Wait, I am the teacher. Three swats for you, sir. See me in the hallway after class. (laughs) Procreation, recreation, and for social bonds, which means sometimes you give your boyfriend a blowjob and a hummer because he had a rough day. Sometimes you give your boyfriend a blowjob because you feel like it. And sometimes he eats you because, well, that's just plain fun. It doesn't have to be just about procreation. It can be about fun. And it can be about the social bonds, the relationship bond. Being able to say, honey, I know you had a bad day, so here's a massage. And I'm also going to make you scream. You're welcome. Thank you, Stu. So the questions, so morals and ethics arise as a natural result of questions that we ask about the world. Questions like what is morally right and more, what is ethically correct. So I, I came up with a set of three questions. This was on my blog at fetishphonesexblog.com. <laughs> Excellent use of, of logic there, WD. The three questions for determining what... um. What your moral and ethical system should be like. Let's see. I'll just go to my blog. I'll look at it. It is essentially, morals and ethics arise from the questions that we, well, the answers that we give to questions about sex. So we've already answered one question. What is the purpose of sex? A lot of people are like, oh, procreation. Eh, that's boring. The next two questions are, with whom may you have sex? Which is quite a question. Who can you have sex with? I went, guys, answer the question. Who can you have sex with? I know what my answer is. Because I've given this a whole lot of thought. Ooh, WD says with whomever says yes to me mm. Well, it's possible for an awful lot of people to say yes. Like somebody who's gotten very, very drunk and they're stumbling around, they'd say yes to anybody. Is it ethical <laughs> correct to have sex with them? Dun dun dun. Yes, Nacho Joe. Mary Palmer and her five sisters absolutely count. Because frankly, baby, if your hand starts talking to you, (laughs) you got a problem. Don't cut it off. Just go see a doctor. You may have sex with anyone who is capable of giving you informed, enthusiastic consent. Like wD uh, I would only ever have sex with someone I really cared for it that's good that's a good boundary for you but does that make it a moral or ethical guideline or is that just a preference <laughs> I like your hand Joe Your hand locked him in chastity that's fantastic informed. Enthusiastic consent. And those, the informed enthusiastic part, are very important. Consent is the ability to say yes. Informed consent is knowing exactly what you just said yes to. So, consent is, yes, I'd like to have sex with you. Informed consent is, I know that you have... Oral herpes, and that you are currently asymptomatic. I still consent to have sex with you, but I request that you not use your mouth on me. Informed consent and enthusiasm, because if they're stumbling drunk, they're probably not going to be very enthusiastic. And if they're kind of hesitant about it, like if they feel coerced or pushed or pressured into saying yes, if you are their boss, and you have some undue influence over them that can cause them not to be like, hell yeah, baby, let's do this thing. If instead they're like, oh, yes, sir, of of course I would uh, love to. That's not enthusiastic. It may be informed and it may be consent, but it wasn't very enthusiastic, and that makes it unethical. Informed Enthusiastic Consent, and this also, exactly Jimmy, peer pressure. God, peer pressure sucks. Do it, do it, everybody else has. Yeah, well, if everybody else jumped off a goddamn cliff, you gonna go too? Please say no. Everybody else, meh, meh. screw that concept. Informed Enthusiastic Consent, also encompasses the concept of legal consent. If they are incapable of giving you legal consent they by definition cannot give you informed consent. Exactly. Hi there, hi there. (laughs) If they cannot give you legal consent, if they are impaired, if they are Underage. good god don't touch it if they're underage what the hell there's legal out there if they are in any way incapable of giving you absolute informed consent you should not have sex with them so informed enthusiastic consent And the legal part kind of goes without saying, because none of us want to go to jail. No going to jail. So, that's my answer to who can you have sex with? Anybody who can legally say yes, that you have informed them of all the caveats and they're enthusiastic about it. Because, quite frankly, if your response to me going, hey, I'd kind of like to have sex with you, if your response is not, oh, fuck yeah, I don't want ya. He married her, WD. Yes, he how the heck did Elvis get away with it? Priscilla was like 15. He married her. Your wife, <laughs> your wife can legally, c- cannot. Um and, and especially in that age, there was no such thing as marital rape. It was impossible for her to have said no once she married him, which ah, oh, that's so unethical and gross. <laughs> Elvis used pelvis pressure. Thank you, Jemmy. Yeah, fifteen if they if they have parental permission to marry, they can get married. Her mother and her father signed off on it. And agreed that she was allowed to marry Elvis at fifteen because yeah, gross. That's how that's how that happened. That um technically can still happen today, by the way, because those laws are still in the book. Wait, it is morally wrong. She was not capable of giving informed consent because she was too young. We have rules and laws about what is statutory rape for a reason. Those rules and laws exist as a way to enforce a version of morality and, and ethical behavior onto people who may not I know I lost I lost high there. Bye high there. Got too heavy for him. Yeah, her parents consented on her behalf, which is blah. Oh, not just musicians, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm I'm from Texas and I've been in the south for a while and and yeah, it's gross. So, informed enthusiastic legal consent and having your parents say yes on your behalf is gross. Oh. Shivers. Nasty. Blah. Which is uh, where we go back to the concept that sometimes our things that are legal are not ethically correct. How much fun is that for a concept? So, those are two of the three questions. The third question... Oh, I scrolled down. Come back. What are the circumstances that lead to a sex act becoming off-limits? Oh, you're in Texas too, Jimmy? Texas! Woo! We're not all rednecks. Um, what are the circumstances that lead to a sex act becoming off limits? And I kind of hit that a little bit with informed enthusiastic consent. Basically, if they don't give you informed enthusiastic consent, you should not have sex with them. If they don't say, yes, please, I'd love to have sex. You don't, don't do that. Uh, Nacho Joe says, "If you can't physically do it, yeah, you you probably shouldn't try to have sex if you're not, you know. If it's not working, although it depends on really how you define sex. If sex is only penis into vagina and you're incapable of getting an erection, well then you can't have that kind of sex. But even if you can't get an erection, you can still have." fun sex, because you have a mouth and fingers. WD says, if what you're asking goes beyond what they are comfortable with doing, exactly, yes. And this informed, enthusiastic consent is not a blanket consent. If at any point you're going along and you're having a good time and you try to do something new and they go, hey now, they just revoked your consent, you should stop. Stop what you're doing. That's not right. Now, just because they say, Hey now, wait, wait, wait. Let me, what? You want to put what? Where? With a what? No. I don't like squid. If at any point they revoke your consent, you stop. That doesn't mean that all of a sudden now you're bad. It just means they revoked consent and you should stop. Jimmy says, If roofies are involved, it's a no. Yes. Accurate. Accurate. Because they cannot give consent. They're impaired. And also, good God. You roofie somebody, they go completely limp. It's no. (sighs) I can't talk about what that resembles because that's gross. Blah. Ew. No. It's right up there with taking an ice cold bath. Although if you're still awake while you're doing that and you're doing it for the amusement of your partner, it's okay. Okay. But roofies are a no, 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 no. Do not fuck anybody who's under the influence of of a roofie. You really should try to avoid anybody who's under any kind of of altered state. If they are, I see. Nacho Joe says, is that stop altogether or just stop what you're doing when they revoked it? That would be situational. It depends. If the, if the person you're having sex with all of a sudden goes, nope, 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 we're done, no, uh-uh. Oh, no, that means you fucking stop. If they go, whoa, wait, hang on, you stop whatever that was, and you can talk about it. You can be like, wait, no, but I really, okay, I'm not, you know, this is a thing, and I, I kind of want to do the thing. And they go, ah, the thing is weird, I'm not so sure about that. Okay, well, then can we go back to doing what we were doing before? Well, yeah, but you're going to have to get me back in the mood because that killed it. Okay. See? you It's good to stop, pause, and verify. And use your words. If you're not talking and communicating with your partner while you're having sex together, are you fucking a mannequin? Are they fucking a mannequin? Come on, use your words. Words are sexy. Learning how to talk? Yes, the main theme in all of this is good communication between two people. Or more. Two or more people. Feeling absolutely shameless about talking about what turns you on. Which, that is a recurring theme for me. Shame, fear, and guilt can go take a hike... Piss up a flagpole—that's awesome crap, especially in bed. Yes, castaway. This will also be covered in the UG talking section of the syllabus. But really, UG talking happens all the time. Get to where you can talk about what you want and what you need. <laughs> Those are good words, Nacho Joe. Get to where you can talk about it. To where you can say. I would really love to have your dick in my mouth because I think a blowjob would be fantastic right now. Or, I would really love to stick my dick in your mouth. I've got a big strap on. Come here. <laughs> oh, WD, don't worry. I'll turn you into a slut. It won't be just between two people. Puritanical Boston or no. Oh, honey, I'm going to introduce you to the wide world of threesomes, foursomes, and moresomes. <laughs> At any point if you're in bed with someone and you want to slow down or stop and pause and have a talk, you can. It is absolutely okay. Especially when in doubt. If you're thinking, "Hey, they seem to have kind of stiffened up and they're not enjoying this as much." Are is would you like to do something different? Is there Tell me how to touch you. Like, that's always a good question. Tell me how to touch you. Tell me what feels good. Are you still having fun? Is this okay? Like, oh my God, nothing is sexier to me than having a guy who stops and goes, is this okay? Huh. God, I think I got wet just that. Mm. Love it. Trust me. Guys, you get a girl in bed, and you read her body language and she's tensed up a little bit and she stopped looking right at you and she's kind of looking to one side and she's no longer really super paying attention to you stop, pause, reassure her check in, ask make certain that what you're doing is still on her oh god fuck yes enthusiastic consent list and if it's not, ask her how can I make it better for you baby? I want to see you come so hard, your eyeballs fall out. I mean, maybe not use that phrase in bed. That's gross. Something along those lines. Stop, pause, check in. (laughs) Little sissy faggot. You know I have a big strap on. And there's... Oh, right. Thank you for reminding me. If you happen to have somebody in such a situation that they can't talk to you, maybe you put a ball gag in. Maybe you put one of those cool latex hoods with the zipper mouth. <laughs> those are fun for sensory play. Maybe they can't talk right now. Maybe their mouth is busy. There are a couple of ways that you can you can work to get consent. Sign language is awesome. Make a fist, nod it up and down. That means yes. Shake it back and forth. That means no. If you need a, a, a sound like a, a a sound cue because you respond better to that get a jingle bell like one of the you know like a christmas jingle bell have them hold it in their hand if they drop the bell you'll hear it if they drop the bell that means stop whatever it was you were doing so there is a way to maintain informed enthusiastic consent even when they can't say no you can also use Yes, yes. And, and WD. previous arrangements prior to those acts, you can also stop midway and tell them, okay, I really, I really want to try to have you deep throat me. I really want to see if you can take it. So if, it, if I'm going too fast, I want you to tap me on the thigh. And the harder you hit, <laughs> the slower I'll go. And, and if it's too much, don't bite me. But, you know, use sign language for either yes or no. If it, you know, either yes, yeah, give it to me, or no, take it back out, I can't breathe. And then, of course, if they're like, uh, I don't feel so good about that. They just revoked consent to that act. That doesn't mean they revoked consent to everything else, so check in. Well, okay, well, what if I just stick the head in? (laughs) or whatever. And Jimmy <laughs> does not mean no. Sometimes <clears throat> means mm, mm. you can't tell, which is why you set up the code ahead of time. Because trying to decipher which of those muffled grunts and moans is a good grunt and which one's a bad grunt, eh? eh? trust me, it's really hard to tell in the heat of the moment. The number of times I've had somebody on their knees with a strap on and I'm like oh crap they started crying they're turning red, they're grunting, I pull it out, they're like I give it back. Oh okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Stupid little sissy faggot says playing hand puppets during sex while being gagged is hot. Ye yes. <laughs> <laughs> hand puppets I just visualized <laughs> like muppet style hand puppets <laughs> no oh. muppet felching no google it you'll like it um dear lord ha- do you you're really good at derailing my train of thought hand puppets during sex <sighs> Right. So under what other circumstances does sex become off limits? Because I got to tell you, I just developed an aversion to hand puppets during sex. <laughs> you pull out a hand puppet. I'm done. I'm out. No. <laughs> WD asks, can a Muppet give consensual sex? It's an inanimate object. You goober butt. It's inanimate. Therefore, no. Technically. To consent, it has to be sentient. Nacho Joe says, we would never do that, Miss Harper. Well, good. Thank you. Don't traumatize me with a hand puppet. They're scary. They have eyes. Little dead eyes. That don't really look at anything. No Kermit the Frog during sex. Unless you do the Kermit flail. That thing where you wave your arms in the air and go, blah, blah, And yes, Jimmy, clown sex is also Uh off-limits. Unless I get to dress up like the clown. I have got a very sexy clown outfit. That wouldn't put you off, would it? Me in a little Harlequin, like Harley Quinn, Harlequin clown outfit. Jump the mime. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Alright, so, whore-slut versus innocent virgin. I'm a fan of whore-slut. I'm a big fan of being a whore, being a slut, being unashamed and unapologetic about what you want and need. I I take that being unashamed and unapologetic and just... I'll fucking ask. <laughs> My friend, the one I told you the, the sexy story about earlier... And her new boy. He has given her a necklace of hickeys. And she has to go to work tomorrow. So we went to one of the beauty superstores in town. And she was like, oh, this is too embarrassing. This is too embarrassing. I can't go up there. I was like, hmm, fuck it. Watch this. So I go up to one of the girls. And I'm like, we need makeup to cover hickeys. Because she has a new boyfriend. Because... Being ashamed of it is not going to get you what you want or what you need. And so we managed to walk out with enough makeup stuff to cover up the goddamn hickeys. Yay! So that she can go to work without having to face her coworkers and their teasing about her, her hickeys tomorrow. So, unafraid. Uh... Why are you guys talking about fucking clowns? Dear God, why are the clowns fucking? Why are the clowns fucking? What the hell? For those of you who are listening to this recorded after the fact, the communitykink.com chat room, you can join when, when this show is, is live and get to listen to me lose my train of thought live beauty says because we are perverts accurate yes y'all are perverts fucking clowns <laughs> you are behaving you're very good I'm the naughty one I keep going dirty because I have no shame Aw, even clowns need love Y'all are about to get to listen to me yell at my cat. She's being a cat. And... On the dining room table. Alright, that's awesome. Aw, bye Gonzo. Hmm... Well, thank you for behaving. I think... Yeah, we're close to the end. I think this was a very good show. We talked about morals and ethics... And sex, which you would think those things don't go well together, but they absolutely do. So whore school, where we're gonna learn everything there is to know about being a really good fucking whore. There's gonna be sex, smut. <laughs> we're not reverging. No, there is no mystical tightening. Oh, speaking of, y'all know that the hymen's. It doesn't tear, right? I, I just... I gotta tell you that. The hymen's not really... a thing. You, yeah. Oh, you took a sissy nab. <laughs> In upcoming episodes of Horse School with Harper. See, Castaway, is there a set topic for next week? I was just about to answer that. Uh, not yet. I'm going to write a blog post this week, and that will be the topic. It's probably going to be, um, intimacy-based. Uh, yes, we're going to discuss the artificial construct of virginity and sacred sex. Yes, Jimmy, a hymen does not magically grow back. We're going to discuss that. Uh... Men don't really have a hymen because it is a part of a vagina. Well, we'll we'll discuss it. There's going to be anatomy and all that fun, happy shit. Virginity as an artificial construct and exactly what it means to have sacred sex. We're going to get real esoteric next week. Yes, because this week we were talking about Puritans and puritanical ideas around sex and sexuality. Next week, we're going to talk about everybody else's ideas about sex and sexuality. Um, sacred sex, temple prostitutes, and the artificial construct of virginity. So, Cliff's Notes, your hymen is a very thin membrane... Uh, when you're looking at a vulva, which is the, all the external structures of the vagina, you've got the labia major, which are the outer lips, the labia minor, which are the inner lips, and then you have the opening of the vagina, Whoop, kind of a circle. If you look at the top of that circle, there's a little thin membrane that partially covers the vagina, the, the, the entry, the, the hole. It's only a partial cover because if you think about it, if the hymen covered the entire vagina... Right? When women, before they have sex, have a menstrual period, they would explode. I do love taking cherries cast away. You're right about that, baby. Mm. Oh, You were virgin? Come here. I got lube. The hymen partially covers the opening to the vagina. So what people would talk about, oh, oh I popped her cherry. I took her hymen. I tore it out. Um, It is possible to tear it. Which, B-T-dubs. Ow! Mm, no, it's, that's attached? That would hurt. Oh, there's a reason why for a lot of people back in ye olden days, before we had access to really great lube, women would donkey kick a man. It's because that fucking hurt. The answer is, no, you may not have sex with me. I will kick you in the nuts. The hymen doesn't cover the entire opening to the vagina. You use condoms, Stu. Never balloons. You know how over time a balloon slowly goes flat? It's because there are pores in it. Which means you can't use a condom... You can't use a balloon in place of a condom because it's not actually an effective barrier. No. They use condoms condoms unless they want to be, you know, daddies, (laughs) or catch things. Right, so the hymen, it doesn't usually rip, shred, tear, or break. Instead, as the woman becomes more aroused and turned on, it withdraws. Think of it like a curtain. The curtain goes up, it's safe to go in. Over time, so like... You, you get aroused, you get stimulated, fingers or penis or toy or whatever goes in, the hymen kind of moves up. If you don't follow that up with continued stimulation, the hymen will go whoop, and come back down. So some people would say, oh, she's a virgin. She's got a hymen. Nah, she just hasn't been fucked in a while. That doesn't mean she's a virgin. It just means her hymen's gone whoop, back down. Yes, Castaway, I do. Uh, Jimmy asked about Saran Wrap. Saran Wrap is useful if you need a dental dam for oral. If you're going down on a woman, you can use Saran Wrap. You're going to also use it if you want to do analingus but are afraid of getting particulate matter in your mouth. You can use Saran Wrap. Put lube on them. Put a layer of Saran Wrap, a big layer, and then lick the Saran Wrap. Uh, use both hands to h- kind of hold the saran wrap out taut because otherwise you're going to wind up sucking it into your mouth and eating it. So saran wrap for oral, not for penetrative sex. Let's see, what else? Tin foil sex and radio at the same time. Hey! You don't need a tinfoil hat, I promise. All my information is good and solid. WD says no to the donkey kick to the nuts. Well, use more lube next time. Duh. That's the key to that. More lube, more foreplay. That's the solution. Lube and foreplay. The answer to any problem. More lube, more foreplay. What else did I miss when I was lecturing? okay there alright this has been I got like two minutes left this has been whore school with Harper where I babble for an hour about various sex and sexuality related topics next week you'll get to hear me explain about the hymen again <laughs> possibly in depth <laughs> you're welcome praise yourselves hymens are coming um I'll also talk about virginity, uh, the very enlightened feminist idea that no one's penis is more is powerful enough to change who and what I am. It's also not powerful enough to change you. Sadly, neither is my strap-on. Gosh, I wish that'd be great. If I had a magical strap-on that could just instantly turn people into complete cock-loving whores. <laughs> Remember, my advice, always, more lube, more foreplay, lots more foreplay. Thank you for joining me. This has been Harper. You can download this particular episode at um, Spreaker. I'll share the link around. You guys will see it so that you can listen to it again and again and again. You can also follow me at fetishphonesexblog.com. That's where I am. Um, I have a Twitter. I use it possibly incorrectly. I'm also on Tumblr at... I forgot. Hang on. What am I? kinkyharperphonesex.tumblr.com. So follow me on there because I babble even more on Tumblr than I do anywhere else. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, WD. Thank you, Nacho Joe. Thank you, Castaway, Jimmy, and Stupid Little Sissy Faggot. You guys have been fantastic. Thank you, Gonzo. You were here for a bit. Thank you. Hi there. You guys were awesome. I had fun. Until next week, go forth and be little whore sluts.